Happy Easter. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm very good. How are you? I'm alive. I'm really feeling the benefits of the long weekend. I'm super zen at the moment, which is great. How are you? Have I asked you that already? I am good. I am enjoying my bit of time off. You've got this whole week off, don't you, bollocks? I do. Nice. I was able to chill the beans and relax over the weekend, which was nice. What will you? Oh, excuse me, I'm yawning. It's probably because of the great company you have. It could be. Riveting. Uh, uh, what, what will you do with the rest of your week? It's going to be fairly lighthearted. I'm not going to stress myself too much and just run along with it. So vigorous masturbation is off the table. Too much for the heart rate. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. How about you? What how was what did you get up to for the weekend? Um I do some just cleaning and, and shit and just regular kind of life stuff uh on Saturday and I got it all out of the way so that Jesus I can't stop yawning. Oh but it's a good I'm I'm happy with the yawn because it means I'm kinda of rested. Yeah, I did a lot of just like life stuff on Saturday to get it out of the way and then Sunday and today I would be just relaxing the cacks. And it, and I'm feeling the benefits of it. It's it's great. I just kind of am not ready for the the bank holiday to be ended. No, I get that. I'm fortunate that I have the week off, but also if I had to go back to work tomorrow, I would not be liking that. Thanks. Did you see I put up on the Instagram that I did a big run? No. Yeah, I did. Oh I'm wait, maybe, maybe you did on the help binge one. That's right. I did, yeah. I was like hoping that people, because you didn't specify it was you who was doing it, so I was hoping people would give me credit. I think it was you. <laughs> Maybe they did. How was your big run? It was actually sort of half out of just accident, because I went down, I was going to run around the park, and then I decided to go around Dunn's instead, uh, which is like the opposite direction, and I went, and I can't remember why I did that now, I think maybe I needed to pick something up. Or something like that. But either way, it just extended my run longer than I'd usually go. And it was nice. It was a nice morning. It was nice and early. So the crowds weren't insane around. And it was nice. I, I was I was shattered after it. And I went out this morning also again. I, it was much shorter. I, I only did about half the distance. And I, I my legs were super, super sore. I'm still now, just because I was out of the habit of running for, I guess since around the Christmas time or whatever, I'm really feeling that punishment in my legs again. And that sucks. Like, mucho, mucho sucks. Sucks monkey balls. That's what it does. Yeah, it's good to get out and get running again. I haven't been out running. I've been out walking and things all right. But did a nice big long walk out uh, out by Brian Brew's Fort in Killaloo. And it was nice. One during, I don't know, it was a Saturday was a lovely day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was lovely to just be able to get out in it. Is it snowing there? No, but there was a bit of it in the area earlier. I saw uh, I saw on the Instagram today that there was snow in parts of Ireland. And I was like, what? Because it was up as far as 16 here, I think, on Saturday. It was beautiful. Today is not great, but it's not snowing. No, there was a bit of it in the air, but... Like, it didn't feel like it was cold enough, really, for it to snow, even though it was cool. No, you know, it wasn't a warm day. But 
but yeah, there was it was kind of there in the air. So what the fuck, like? Like you wouldn't say it was snowing, but yeah, you could see maybe a bit a bit of it. But it was like it was like a summer's bloody day the whole weekend, and then yeah, I just I can't believe it's going straight to snow. It's like that year, I guess twenty eighteen was the year I first shaved my head, and it was like super super warm and within three days of me shaving my head in in march we got about a foot of snow so it's like three years now since you were honest with yourself it was a very hard thing to do the first time why because you had the shakes or something no it's just like a, a lot of uh you know a lot of your kind of conception of self is tied up in image so to make a change like that when it's not a change that's your your choice is is very difficult hmm you know like if you well, if a it's any cancellation, you should have done it before. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It took me a long time to come around to it, but I did it. Uh, like I, a lot, I see, I see a lot of people shaving their heads now over lockdown, and I think that's super interesting because they're doing it because no one's going to see them, and and it's just like fuck it, why not? And a lot of what makes it so easy for them is because it'll grow back for them. But where, when people are going bald, you're essentially. I don't know, for me in my head, it was like I'm ending a particular part or a particular era of my life now because I know I can't naturally grow hair again. And that made it hard. Mm-hmm. Do you ever give one of them uh, hair growing stuff a go? Uh, no, I do the surgery. Plugs? Yeah. Would you? Yeah, I would. I mean, I wouldn't pay all that money for it. But if someone in the morning says, here, look, We've we've got a spot. Go for it, uh, and we'll take care of it. Yeah, in a heartbeat, because it's like I guess it's 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 like those people who are shaving their head over lockdown. Is they've got the choice, and what I don't like is not having the choice and not having the control over my own body. So, if I got the plugs, maybe I could shave my head and stay a bald dude. Maybe I could let it grow. I I want that autonomy. You know, I'm slowly becoming a wild man of the hills. Are you, are you growing a big beard? Uh, I've got a beard going on and um, and the hair has just gone absolutely mad on me. How mad? Oh, no, see, can I send you a picture? Do. I can't imagine you with a full-on beard. I've seen you with, like... Well, I can't grow a full-on beard, but it's as, as, as wild as I've ever had. Okay, see, I can't imagine... I've seen, like, I've seen you with little, little bits of, of fluff every now and then, but generally you're a, you're a clean-shaven man. There you go. Where'd you send it? I've got one. Oh, that's not bad. That's actually a good look for you. You kind of got a a foppish thing going on at top. You look like a, a tech dude. You look yeah, like you're going to build me a website. That's not uh, inspiring. No, I think it's a nice look. You got a happy face there. I was expecting fucking Robin Williams cl- crawling out of the Jumanji board game. I think I suppose the, the picture doesn't really do it justice in that I'm wearing the the headphones so they sort of have my hair bit down on the sides but mm. no I think it's a good look you should keep it that's pure laziness though because I don't don't really want to be shaven I'm just yeah. sick of it grow a big bu- great big bushy beard that'd be great I'd like that I'd like to see that well yeah I am growing like I have kind of been trimming it back as but that's more so just so that it, it wouldn't be long in one part and short in another that kind of way when you're doing the shave after you've let it grow for a while, do you do the experiments? Like what? Like you go, okay, how many different styles can I shave this into now before it's all gone? No, I just go straight for the Hitler mustache. 
do you? See, there's a real opportunity cost with doing stuff like that because, like, if you want to do the Wolverine, it means you have to keep the sideburns on. And, and you know, you kind of have to pick which order you shave it off in so you can get the most amount of looks before it's completely gone. Do you ever come across one and go, oh, I could maybe rock it for like two days or something? Um, uh, No. Now, what I... See, I don't have a very thick growth anyway. Like, I could I could never have just a moustache. What I do think would be particularly funny is having a moustache shape, but just on the side of your face, like on your cheek. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That's very hipster. If you're just going to have it for two days, that's kind of a funny one to have. Mm. You, so your go-to is the Hitler? Yeah, it's just sort of shave it all down, then have a Hitler moustache. Then have no moustache. What about a soul patch? What's a soul patch? Just like the the bottom part under your lip, the line going down. Okay, I don't know. Or a big curly, a big curly. You seem like you'd be partial to a big curly candle wax moustache. Uh, I'd go for one if I could. Yeah. Um, like I do try twirl them every now and again. I think you should go for that. Yeah. Well, it would need to. It would need to get thicker. Uh, in order to rock it yeah i think what you need to do is uh mo 2021 where you'll just grow it the whole year so you'll eventually have the thickness um well i'll i'll keep it growing out for a while anyway i think um, hmm. i've no incentive to cut it no why would you it's not like you know not like i'm going oh i'll i've a film coming up i've to, no nothing going on so- so what other personal grooming and hygiene practices have gone to the wayside since lockdown fell? You were telling me you gave up in the air swiping. <laughs> oh yeah, threw it in the bin. <laughs> um, generally been fairly just fooling, just leaving leaving my beard grow. I hate, I just don't like shaving, so. Right. That's so very much stemming from that. How about you? Uh, I, well, I haven't had a clean shave since secondary school. So that would be completely alien to me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because it's a lot of hard work. You know, that's something you have to top up every day and fuck that. Well, that's where I'm at, like. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. No, thank you. Mm. Come here. I sent you an article over the weekend. You did indeed. Did you see the... Well, you introduced that and then I will go with my bit. The government, especially Leo, over the, over the last couple of days have been talking about a code of practice by the Workplace Relations Commission that Leo signed, guaranteeing Irish citizens a right to disconnect. Now, this was super interesting because what it purports is is to be this new, you know, worker-friendly policy that will give us all more, not essentially more free time, but more freedom around how we we communicate that we deserve and, and require our free time it's this right to disconnect now what is the right to disconnect it is effectively stopping businesses from forcing people to reply to calls or messages or work outside of office hours on a regular basis against their will this is their right to disconnect mm. the main points in it is the right of an employee not to have to routinely perform work outside of their normal working hours, the right not to be penalised for refusing to attend work, uh, to work matters outside of normal working hours, and the duty to respect another person's right to disconnect, uh, for example, by not routinely emailing them or calling them outside of working hours. What are your thoughts? 
I think Waterford whispers summed it up with the heading, You have the right to disconnect from work, says sarcastic boss using air quotes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's not enforceable at all. I mean, like, it's the right thing to do, but it's just not enforceable. No, and it's... Well, it's it's not enforceable because how can you prove, for example, uh, that someone is not being penalised under this? So really, it feels it feels like lip service. But if you're going for a job, right? Yeah. If you're going for a promotion or a job and I don't know, and you're up against someone else and they're like, oh, I was working till nine last night just trying to get everything done. And they're flogging this round a boss and you're like no I had the right to disconnect and I I signed out exactly you know which of them is going to get the I mean you have the right to do so but that's kind of where it ends and a lot of that is that shitty culture of there is this wonky culture of sort of oh look at me I'm I'm tired great I've no life yeah I work so hard I, I work every hour under the sun and those on the other end of it too and this culture of 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 corporate fucking bullshit, essentially. So I mean, that's a paltry hat tip. It is, and one thing I found particularly interesting about this policy is that not following the policy's provisions does not in ex- in itself constitute an offence under the Workplace Relations uh, Act of twenty fifteen. So essentially, even if you're in breach of you know as an employer you're in breach of of asking someone to give up their free time past their comfort zone or if they say no if if you breach it you can't actually be punished again it's just it's 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 a pr exercise yeah it is a pr exercise because exactly like you said like there's no way to there's no way for a worker to quote this policy and be seen in a favourable light by their employer, whether that's being fired, not being hired in the first place, or just being passed over for opportunities. If Like mentioning this policy is kind of career suicide. Like what really needs to happen is to do away with zero hour contracts, to do away with short term contracts, that allow people to have permanent safe jobs. Yeah. Like they had 50 years ago. What they, they say, here's some jargon from, from gov.ie. Because the code is flexible, employees will have more options to work outside of traditional hours, which many people have availed of during the pandemic. And it reflects the fact that many Irish employees are part of a global network requiring contact with colleagues around the world. So what they want people to think is exactly what you're saying. It's giving people more you know empowerment to work outside of of traditional hours and to set their own schedule but it's it's not doing that like especially the the very wording where it says it reflects that many irish employees are part of a global network that doesn't say only work your nine to five that says work when work needs to be done and if uh, america are eight hours behind and their their working time is when you should be asleep you should be there and you, hey you're free to be there like yeah yeah it's it, it's bullshit i i think we should always be kind of wary when fina fall or fina gale come out with a policy that sniffs of 
a good workers' right policy because we have really we have a, we don't have the worst workers' rights practices in the world, but it's not great. Like a good measure of uh, uh, workers' rights for me, I think, is the amount of public holidays that workers are entitled to each year. In Ireland, we've got nine. Yeah. Which is one of the lowest in Europe, especially if you compare it with Germany, who have, I think, 21. That's three weeks of bank holidays a year. And we've got fucking nine of them. Yeah. I think the UK is worse than us, is it? Let me let me find out. They have eight. You're right. I, I wonder, do, do Germany then have less holidays as a result of having all the bank holidays? You know, is there a sort of a, a balance that we're not aware of in any shape or form? Generally not, no. I, I've had call in the past to research kind of uh, minimum hour entitlements and I'm pretty sure they're, on average, they get about 25 days a year where our minimum requirement is 20 to 21. Oh, God, we are being screwed in every shape and form, aren't we? Absolutely. Like, we do have some good policies. I don't want to blanket and say everything shit. Like, we're one of the only countries in Europe and possibly, well, I suppose we're the only English-speaking country in Europe now, but that allow people, say, non-nationals and non-EU citizens to work while studying. And that's, like, one of the reasons we've got such a big South American population, Brazilians and Argentinians and stuff, because... Essentially, we're one of the only countries they can come to to study English and actually get a wage while they're doing that. But that in itself, I I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent now, but that in itself led to this nasty business of like TEFL as as a business, which sucks because like there's a lot of language schools popping up in Dublin that are pretty not great, but the students by and large don't really care because they're just there to tick a box. That means they can stay here. Like whether it's they just want to live in Ireland because it's convenient to Europe and, and it's good for travel, you know, so they have like a, a year off of doing something or whatever, or whether they're just waiting on, on citizenship. It's a bit of a, a clusterfuck from a corporate and, and human uh, perspective. But I actually like the, the policy itself because... I think someone should be allowed work if, if they're studying in, in another country. You yeah. know, study is, is expensive enough. Yeah, as long as people aren't being abused in that same process, I guess. It, is, yeah. it isn't feigned as being a right that is, in fact, an abuse, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it is... Look, it, it's, it's going to be abused on... on every side like like with the with those schools setting up as as just for profit uh and they know people have to go so they, they don't give a shit about providing good services or good teachers you see some of them in dublin run out of really shitty run down just fucking floors of an old georgian building or you know but i i i still think it's it's given people a lot of the benefit of the doubt and Fuck it. I mean, if, a, you know, an Argentinian person wants to spend a year in Ireland and work and just see what life in Europe is like, mm. you know, if all they have to do is enroll in an English class to do that, yeah, you know, that that's that's not a, a bad barrier to, to entry because it's it's something they probably would have done anyway. I, I know I, I like the policy. I don't think people should not be allowed to work. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I, I think I think generally that is a good thing if that's the full picture of what it is. Yeah. Fair fucks on your run anyway. Thank you. Uh, how far did you go, did you say? 
I did seven kilometers. Mm, not bad. Yeah. Ah, look, it's it's to be honest, it's not even as long as you usually do, but it's the longest I've done in a while now. So I was pretty, pretty happy with it. How would you find it? Grueling. Yeah. Yeah. No, did not love it. But there were some moments in it where I went, "Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna take this next turn that will lead me further away from home." And and just kept going. Ah, you know what? It's a nice morning. I'm going. I I was happy to be out. Yeah. So despite it being grueling and my legs being sore, I still went. No, just go further and go further. And if you have to stop and walk a little bit, that's fine. It was. I think it was just the day in it. It was the nice weather, and I wasn't in a rush to do anything else that day. That made it mentally at least not so bad, but physically, yeah, fucking hated it. Going to watch a film this evening. What are you going to watch in your film this evening that you're going to watch this evening? Mauritanian. Okay. Starring Jodie Foster. What's that about? It's about Guantanamo Bay stuff. Ah. Give it a go. I'll see. See what I think. Let us know what you uh, what you think of it. Oh, come here before you go on away. You said last week you were going to do your pumping your guns. Yeah. But Did you been pumping your guns? No. <laughs> when are you going to start pumping your guns? Um, it won't be this week anyway, because this week is my week of absolute rest. Rest. Uh, but the following week, I had I had thought of it, and it was just I suppose like I ki- I kicked off my week of rest around Friday. Yeah. So, the one so you're not ready to to go back to that yet. And when I go back, I'll I'll, I'll pump my guns. You'll go hard at it. I go awful hard at it. Like the Paddy Losty of of lifting. Okay, so th- th- this week is about watching movies and having crack. This week is about having having a good time, and then next week I'll be back to. Next week I'll have the guilt complex. So are you going to spend all this week now catching up on the Oscar movies? I've watched a few of them um already, and this was just one that I hadn't seen, so I was going to stick it on and see what I thought. Who's your favorite so far? Mank. Mank, okay. I haven't seen that. I was going to watch that over the weekend. It was very, very good. I really liked it. Have you seen Citizen Kane? No. I really recommend watching Citizen Kane. It's loosely based on the Bobo episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> okay, that's your favourite. Not uh, Sh- the Trial of the Chicago 7. You don't think Aaron Sorkin's going to sneak in um, a-, a best original screenplay? Well, I don't think so, to be honest. I didn't think it was good enough. Very special. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was good. Didn't think it was good enough. I thought Mank was excellent. Just, okay. Just I like if I was given out the awards, I think Mank would win best script, best cinematography, and best actor. That's a very bold statement. If I was giving them out, that's who that's who would have gotten them. Now I haven't seen the Martinian, but I mean, let me just see who are, who's nominated for stuff here. One second. So we've got best picture. Uh, the Father, Judas and the Black I Messiah. Haven't, I haven't seen The Father. I saw Judas and the Black Messiah and that was not, that was not good enough either. Did you see, so I'll run through the list here. We've got The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Women, Sound of Metal and The Trial of the Chicago 7. I think Sound of Metal, I haven't seen it yet, but the concept of it, I think it could be a dark horse to win uh, wins certainly some big things in the same way that Whiplash did. It, it, it seems to be a bit of a, a Whiplash effort. But I think the real dark horse here would be Promising Young Woman. That's fantastic. I haven't seen that now. 
It's so good. I would definitely recommend it. Like what I have seen here is I've seen Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Nomadland and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Now, I like The Trial of the Chicago 7, but I didn't think it was, Mm. you know, I didn't think I just didn't think it was hitting that level. Nomadland, I didn't like. What's that about now when it's at home? Nomadland, it stars Frances McDormand, who probably should win Best Actress for it, but I didn't, overall, the film didn't do much for me. Yeah. Um, Mank, I really thought was excellent, and Judas and the Black Messiah, I didn't think was was great. Now, I'd like to see The Father, and I had don't know much about Sound of Metal or Promising Young Woman, but you say Promising Young Woman is promising it's fantastic it's uh, essentially a revenge flick based on contemporary rape culture and it's a real gut punch at every turn it can possibly take it's brilliant okay and Kiri mulligan is in it she's 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 fantastic might give that a watch and see see what i think um because uh but yeah i'm definitely in the mood for a film this evening so if you now it it didn't come out this year, but I I rewatched it over the weekend, and I just reminded me of how charming uh, a director and writer Taika Waititi is. When I suppose he's he's charming and and witty, even when he's got the big budget Marvel movies, but he's really at his best when he does his his indie thing. Uh, was the Hunt for the Wilder People? It's so good. It's it's heartwarming. Hmm. Do you know what I meant to watch as well? Is Marini's Black Bottom? Yeah, the, very possibly a posthumous Oscar for Chadwick Boseman. Um, have you seen it? I have not yet, but uh, yeah, I've I've heard it's very good. I think I think with a big, energetic movie like that, you have to be in the right yeah uh, heads headspace and and sitting down to a movie recently. I, I haven't been in the headspace for that, but I am looking forward to seeing it. Mm. I I do. I would like to see Gary Oldman get an Oscar for Mank. He became old and very dignified very quick, didn't he? He did. Uh, that is true. Um, like in the 90s, he was the coolest of the cool. Like he would have been like a hipster and he was the the one you go to for weird roles. And now he's Churchill. You know, that that it, it, that just seems to have happened unbeknownst to the world. He, yeah. God, just looking at his films, he... He had he he had a lot of good stuff in there. What's your favorite of his? Yeah. Um, hang on, I'll take a look at the filmography so I get so I get the full one. Loved Mank. Thought he was great in that. Wasn't mad on Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Haven't seen that. Jesus, he's been in some amount, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Hundred and six credits. I loved Leon the Professional. Thought that was a brilliant film. Uh, yes, I thought he was very good in JFK. I haven't seen that. Have you not Is seen this JFK? The Oliver, the Oliver Stone. Yeah, one? yeah. Okay, no, I must watch that. Yeah, I mean, thing is, it gets a lot of flack for being bullshitty, but it yeah. it's it's still a doozy of a film. I must give it a go. So mm. my my ultimate. Gary Oldman role is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead I think that's a fantastic movie and he he romps it romps it home fantastically I've never seen it really good have you read the play not personally it, it, it's conceptually it's fantastic it's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern from you know the, the, the Shakespeare play and it's essentially what happens in Hamlet to them 
when they're not on stage. Okay. And it's just this kind of postmodern. I believe it's pronounced postmodern. Post postmodern, you know, view of of character and writing and 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 these two. It it's kind of a. It, it's an interesting one. Like for example, best part in it. Sorry, now that I'm going on about it, is they play a game they call questions, where they're essentially on a tennis court, and they're firing questions back at each other back and forth at each other and they have seem to have like their own little rules for the game it's fascinating it's it's, it's an incredibly tightly written script it's so good hmm. i might give that a look okay adam i will let you go and sure uh have a good week get on out of here happy easter he is risen at work Ugh. you dickhead <laughs> stay away from yourself <laughs>